Hello and welcome to the Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson, and I'm so glad that you're joining me again today because you know that my goal here on the Dad Whisperer is to support your goal, dads, to be the hero that you want to be and that your daughter and your son need you to be. And because I'm a woman, I'm giving you insider trade secrets from my planet of Venus, right? Because you're from Mars, I'm from Venus. And I believe that these insights that come from me and from my guests will empower you and equip you with fathering tools that are tried, true, and tested. Well, before we delve into our topic today, you know that I always use the template, on your mark, get set, go. So dads, I envision you to picture yourself standing side by side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week, and I'm on the sidelines as your coach saying, on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme each week. Get set is filling that in with stories and with stats and biblical insights. And go is always your action step where you can put this theme into action this week. Well, today I'm so excited to have a longtime friend of mine who I've known for over 35 years joining me by the name of Dave Patty. And not only is he a trusted confidant and inspiration in my life, but he's married to my best friend who has been my best friend since I was 19, and her name is Connie Patty. They both live in the Czech Republic, so this is a rare treat to have him here today. Well, before we begin, let me tell you a little bit about him. Dave Patty is the founder and president of Josiah Venture, which is a leadership training organization that is focused on equipping the next generation of leaders throughout Eastern Europe. And during the last 24 years, the Josiah Venture team has grown from two couples to over 350 staff who are serving in 14 countries of Central and Eastern Europe. And during the course of a typical year, approximately 7,000 Eastern European young leaders are now involved in ongoing training led by the Josiah team. Whoa, how cool is that? Well, Dave is well known for his practical Bible teaching, and he speaks throughout his home country of the Czech Republic and around the world, which is why I'm so glad he's here today, because he is going to bless us with the truths God's given him. I know you're going to love this. He's also been involved in global youth ministry and training young leaders in Europe for the past 30 years. And as a father and a grandfather, he loves the fact that his three adult children, their spouses, and his three grandchildren are all now a part of the Josiah Venture family as well. Welcome, Dave Patty. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's just wonderful to be with you. Can you believe we're finally putting this together? We've been talking about this for a couple years, and now it's finally the day. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. Wonderful. Well, on your mark, today I'm titling this conversation Four Ways a Father Can Lead His Daughter to Draw Near to God. Four ways a father can lead his daughter to draw near to God. Well, you and I both know that that title, now that we're going to fill that in for the get set portion of the show, is coming from your book, which is titled Father God Daring to Draw Near. And I love the fact that you're, you're challenging us with a dare. Where did you come up with that word, daring to draw near? Well, I think that uh, sometimes we, we can be even afraid of God as father and afraid of our own father's. But it's in, in closeness with Father Heart, with God's Father Heart and with our Father's Father Heart, uh, that we really come into place of safety. Uh, but it, it takes, it, it's a dare. That's why in Romans it said that uh, the spirit he's given, given us is not a spirit that gives, gives in fear. Mm-hmm. So fear can keep us from coming close to God as Father. Yeah, and that's, I think, in, in the ministries that you and I have, we hear those stories a lot. 
So I love yeah, that in right. your book, you walk people through a process of how to work that out and work that through so that they can connect with God as a father. And I, I promise you, those that are listening, Dave Patty's book is one of my all-time favorites. I recommend it all the time to everyone, anyone who is ready to do work on their relationship with their earthly father so that they can have healing from God as a father to fill in maybe gaps where their dad didn't know how to meet them or wounds that their dad has made in their life to find ways to work that through. Dave, your book, you know how much I love it. And I thank you for writing it. It was a sacrifice I know of worship. The title again, Father God, Daring to Draw Near. It's on Amazon. You can get it. So, Dave, how about we just start here talking about you as a father? I know you have two sons. That was your firstborn and your secondborn. And your third is Claire. Love her. Love your kids. And since the focus here on the dad whisper is mostly about the dad-daughter relationship, I would just love to ask you, how was fathering your daughter different than fathering your sons? Well, I love being a father. It's just one of my favorite things in life. And uh, with my sons, it was there was probably more natural because I understand a male heart more intuitively. And guys connect by doing things together, by adventure. And so I would take my boys climbing and we would uh, do uh, tasks around the house. We'd fix things. Uh, we just did a lot of work together. And that shoulder-to-shoulder connection is really uh, is really common and easy and natural for boys. And then my girl came along, and when she was younger, uh, it was it was probably easier to connect with her as a young girl. But when she moved into the teenage years, I kind of got lost. Um, it was it was difficult for me to understand what exactly do I, I mm-hmm. do to connect with her as a as a female. In fact, I, I wasn't even aware of the fact that she was drifting uh, far from me. And because I've written a lot about fathering. Um, it, it's hard when, when you're a father who talks a lot about fathering and all of a sudden you realize that you're not doing a good job. So I, I right. had to actually come to grips with the fact that I'm, I'm not close to my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you do to, let's say, fix it, right? Most men say, tell me what to do to fix it. How did you work that through or did you? Well, I was really grateful that my wife caught it before I did, and sometimes we need that uh, that that uh, um, that ally on the other side of the fence who understands uh, how to speak to us. And she said, uh, "Dave, you're just not connecting with your daughter." And then, actually, Michelle, it was a visit by you when our daughter was 15, and you encouraged her to answer some questions mm-hmm. and then ask me to talk about them. So uh, I remember when she came to me and said, uh, "Michelle wanted me to ask answer some questions, and Dad, could we sit down and talk?" And, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like uh, you know. I'm I'm going to get a grade for my fathering, and I was afraid it wasn't going to be a very good one. Right. So I, I was a little, I was quite nervous coming into that conversation. Uh, but one of the questions is was uh, is there anything your dad does that bugs you? And uh, you know I thought I'm not doing anything that bugs my daughter. <laughs> and uh, and she said I'm I'm so bugged when you uh, when you open the door to my room and and want to talk to me. And I was like, well, I'm I'm actually reaching out to you. I'm. I'm trying to connect with you as a daughter. And she said, well, it's the question you ask when you open the door of my room. I said, mm-hmm. what is that? And, and she said, uh, you asked me, uh, what are you doing? And which, of course, is a great male question right. because we, we're kind of tied up in what we do. And so I was just asking, hey, how's your homework going or what are you working on? Or I just want to connect with you over what you're doing. I said, yeah, it's, uh, I'm starting a conversation. And she said, well, it makes, makes you feel like you're, you're inspecting or you're uh, wondering if I'm working hard or you're going to check up on what I'm doing. And I realized that my question, which from my heart was a desire to connect with her, yeah. was actually being understood in a totally different way. It was actually pushing her away. So what did she tell you to ask her instead? 
Well, actually, I had to turn things around and say, so give me the give me the words that you want to ask, because I don't really know this. Mm-hmm. And as, as men, we often we often need trans we need translation and we need help even in understanding how women think and, and particularly our girls. And she said, um, ask me how either how I'm feeling today or how the day's going, mm-hmm. but something about what I'm experiencing, not what I'm doing. Yeah. And uh, and that was a that was a really different thought for me. What do you how are you experiencing today? Not what are you doing today? Mm-hmm. And and then she said, and make sh- make sure that you actually ask permission before you start to say, hey, can, you know, am I interrupting you? Or, uh, because she also felt like I was just pressing in and interrupting what she was doing. Yeah. Well, how about if we now segue into talking about your book? Because, Dave, you have called something a name that I've never heard of and you call it father mapping. And you've taken this yeah, from right. a story in the Bible between Jesus and God as his heavenly father. Can you explain this more? What is father mapping? Well, when I was when I had younger kids and also I was beginning to train leaders, I was realizing I was a father at home and also a father to a lot of leaders and really wanted to know how to become a better father. And uh, I thought, well, I need to benchmark by the best. You know, you, you can uh, look for a, a great earthly father, but the best father is our heavenly father. He's the perfect father. And then I thought, what's what's the perfect father-child relationship? Well, he's got a great relationship with us, but the perfect father-child relationship is his relationship with his son, because he's got a he's got a perfect son, mm-hmm. and uh, that relationship has never been marred by sin. So I began to study the father's relationship with his son for insights into fathering and the insights into what really is in a father heart. And I, I realized something that that I hadn't noticed before. There are two times in Scripture where you overhear the father talking to the son. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, a direct window into their relationship. And one of those is in the baptism, in his baptism in Matthew 3, where uh, Jesus is baptized and the Spirit comes down in the form of a dove from heaven. And then a voice comes out of heaven and the voice says, this is my son whom I love, with him I'm well pleased. And everyone heard that. That was an announcement to everyone around them. And then the second time is in Matthew 17, when they're on the Mount of Transfiguration. It's a very different setting. It's a private setting with three of his disciples, and Jesus is transformed. And then Peter says, this this is wonderful. Let's build three tents for each of you. Let's stay up here. And then a voice comes from heaven, and the voice says, this is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And then says, listen to him. Hmm. And what struck me was that the two times we overhear the father talking to the son, he actually says almost exactly the same thing. Very different settings, separated by a a period of time. And so if you would listen in on a a father-son or a father-daughter conversation, and you only heard it twice and you heard the exact same thing, you probably would assume that that was the content of their conversation often. Mm -hmm. Uh, They must talk about that often if that's what they said both, both times. And so, uh, and, and then I began to study the rest of his relationship and found that the, there's themes that are represented in that short sentence that really characterize Jesus' relationship with his father. And there's, there's four themes, four, and I call them the four streams of God's father heart. There's four things that are actually coming from the heart of God's father to his son in very powerful way, uh, emotional, spiritual uh, streams of resources. And they're capsulized in that phrase. So, um, the the first one is uh, you're my son. This idea of identity, uh, you know who you are by knowing whose you are, and uh, and there's this uh, identity imprint that comes from from father fathering from God's father heart and from our fathering 
it's profoundly significant in the life of the, the life of a child. So I don't know, if, uh, Michelle, if you find that even in your counseling at that, that mm-hmm. sense of identity, who I am and who key voices say about me is so is so significant. Exactly. In fact, that's where I think most people are lost, whether they're adults, men, women. I don't know who I am. Right. And then we're vulnerable to all the voices that try to define us. That's right. Yeah. And actually, you'll you'll uh, one of my uh, my theories is that four streams actually represent uh, the four basic key needs of our soul, uh, kind of like the things that we hunger for. And if we don't get the mat and God, mm-hmm. the father, then we're going to be searching for them somewhere else. And that's how you find someone who's 50 years old uh, buying a Harley and drive around the country trying to find out who they are. Mm-hmm. They never answer that question. Who, who am I? Mm-hmm. So the first one is identity. And then the second thing you said is, is who I love. And there's this, this stream of a father love, which is, is really powerful. Father love is different. There's a strength to it. And what you find is also that that love produces protection and the, the feeling of safety. Because if, if someone strong is for me, then I feel safe because I know that they'll be sacrificed and uh, someone will fight for me. Someone will stand with me. Someone will uh, will uh, will be ready to meet my needs. So the first thing, stream is identity. This is my son, or for a daughter, this is my daughter, whom I love. And then with him, I'm I'm well pleased. And so uh, I call this the the stream of pleasure. And, and pleasure not as as something uh, sometimes we think of pleasure as in someone being pleased. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what that, that word would mean. And, uh, and that is something that we also all long for. You think of how many songs talk about love, but you also think of how much energy we go to, to, to hear the applause of key people around us or to hear someone say, well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was great. Uh, I got an A on that test. My, my dad's proud of me. And uh, how much energy is, is given to even, even what you'll do to get an award at work or, or mm-hmm. get a prize somewhere. And just the, the sense that uh, someone is pleased with me is actually a, a very key, deep need in our soul. And then the last one, uh, the fourth one, is it's a little bit harder to find because it only shows up in, in, the, uh, Matthew, in the later passage of Matthew 17. But he says, uh, listen to him. He says to the, this, uh, it's my son who I love, him I'm well pleased, listen to him. And to understand that, you have to understand what Peter said right before that, because Peter said, let's build three tabernacles, three places, and Jesus, you, you belong in this place. And basically, the father's saying, um, no, I define and defend my son's place. I, I'm going to say who my son is. You're not going to push him around. You need to listen to him. Mm. And I believe this fourth stream is, is the stream of place that uh, the father is making a place for the son in his kingdom and, um, and entrusting things to him. And that's basically a theme you see in Christ's life where he says, I'm doing this because the father has given this to me. I'm saying these words because the father has, has entrusted them to me. I have this place because the father's given it to me. Mm. And that's that need to have, have, have a place, uh, have a place both in someone's heart and, uh, and also in his plan, in his kingdom. And I think that's the desire for all of us to just not, um, not be anonymous. And uh, we, we, we all want to make a difference. We all mm-hmm. want uh, something that is different because we're there. And uh, I think even when Jesus says, I'm, I'm going to prepare a place for you, we'll even have a place in heaven. Mm-hmm. So those four streams of identity, love, pleasure, and place, I believe are, are core to my soul being satisfied and filled in such a way that I can, I can uh, experience joy and give freely to others. 
Mm-hmm. And you, in your book, you call this father mapping, where you take those four things and you've got grids where you have examples of wounded areas and you have people rate them, right? Kind of check a box, right. give it a score to see where in, in our own lives we're most impacted by our earthly fathers, right? In one of these areas, identity, love, That's pleasure, right. place, and mm-hmm. that brokenness horizontally often gets translated then right? Up to God as a father vertically. And what can you say about the impact or the importance for those listening that have never heard of this concept of father mapping? Why does this matter? Why is this important? Why does this make a difference? Yeah, well, our earthly fathers kind of imprint us. Now, we won't get everything we need from them, but they, they set up the basic matrix in our life. And so I have people go through, have some questions in the book, if you're able to purchase the book, where you can go through and just evaluate. And each of those four uh, chambers of your heart that, that need these, these four resources. Um, do you have vacuums, which is there's just nothing there? Or do you have wounds where, say, instead of uh, your father saying, well done, your father says you're a jerk, you're stupid, how can you do anything right? Those identity words that are very wounding. And um, in, in place, or do you have father gifts, which would be uh, resources that are father resources in those areas? So you basically evaluate to what extent you have father vacuums, nothing. Father wounds, the opposite of what you should receive, and father gifts, which would be father resources in those areas. And if you go through and map out those four chambers of your heart, uh, it, it will explain a lot of current behavior. Mm-hmm. It will explain why, um, why, for instance, maybe you're always looking for, for approval from people around you, or you're, uh, you're so devastated by uh, an, um, little failures that threaten your very identity, or you can't ever feel loved even if people are saying, I love you. And so basically, if, with that father mapping, it, it will show you those deficiencies in ways that then you can start to do something about them. Mm-hmm. And because today, if you're just listening, I'm talking with my friend Dave Patty. We've titled this conversation, Four Ways a Father Can Lead His Daughter to Draw Near to God. And those four areas, as Dave just said, are identity, love, pleasure, and place. And Dave, in his book, Father God, Daring to Draw Near, helps us walk through where those deficiencies, as he just called it, are at, so that once we're aware of what they are, we can invite God as a father to come in and bring healing and clarity and truth into those lies we believe or the wounds we've experienced. So Dave, you remember that when, this is long before you wrote your book, but you've been teaching on this for a long time, is I was telling you, I don't like the word pleasure. I think you should take that one out and change it with delight. I think because yeah, as right. as a woman who has sexual abuse in my history and statistics say, you know, there's probably a good two thirds, if not three quarters, at least of our culture. Right. Who has sexual abuse. I went, OK, that yeah. one's kind of that one's kind of glitching me a little bit. But you probably wouldn't be shocked to know. No surprise here that when I did the father mapping, the pleasure one came out as the most deficient. Right? Yeah, right, not feeling fully loved by my father in heaven, or sometimes even as a firstborn with my dad, wanting the performance, right, to give me value. So I mm-hmm. so appreciated that you put this in there, you stuck to it. But what would you say to those that say, I never feel the pleasure of my earthly father? So how can that ever heal? How does yeah, that ever yeah, get right. healed? Because I'm stuck there. 
Yeah, that's just a great question. Well, well our wounds really affect how we, um, they can distort uh, how we experience God today. Uh, it would be like, you know, let's say you had a, an open sore on your hand and uh, we were walking in Portland and there was a lot of ice and I reached out my hand to grab yours to just sta- stabilize you on some ice. Um, you could recoil in pain from me just grabbing your hand because you have a sore and you have a wound on mm-hmm. you. And uh, so my intention would be to reach out and to stabilize you as you're walking across the, 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 uh, the, uh, uh, the ice. And you could experience it as just uh, almost rehabilitating pain because of the wound that was there. Mm-hmm. And so our, our wounds tend to distort how we experience people and, uh, and experiences around us. So God can be reaching out his hand with, uh, with just absolutely saying, I'm pleased with you. I'm, I'm with you. I love you. And uh, because of past wounds, we can experience it as, as something that uh, uh, almost scary or, yeah. or something that's painful. But it's because that, that touch touches old pain. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why in the book I, I talk about uh, three, three kind of steps or phases of connecting with God's Father heart. And the first is awareness. I have to become aware of the state of my heart and these four areas and um, how, to what extent I have vacuums or wounds or, or gifts in these areas. And that's that father mapping. Mm-hmm. But the, you, you'd think logically, well, the, the, the next thing is just to fill that with the love of the pleasure of God. So I could say, Michelle, hey, uh, God is pleased with you. He's, mm-hmm. he, he just is, it's, he's saying to you, well done. Um, he's, uh, just look at the smile on his face when he looks at how he created you and how, how much joy he has and who he made you. You know what? I have a um, smile that, on my face right now. When you were just saying that, I was like, it's coming in. God has done so much yeah. healing in that, in that yeah, area for And me. I know. I know because I've known you for many years that there yeah. would be times where that would just bounce off. It, right. would just, it just wouldn't even it wouldn't even penetrate. You're right. Thanks for and, keeping and it real. That, we go so far back. I'm like, I did not right. used to let the father's love in. Now it's no, right. it's in. Yeah, so that's great. You're getting it even right now. And all that's true. That's totally true. Mm-hmm. So, and there's so much in scripture around, oh, it's just amazing how God, his father talks about us. And, and, and some of it is in, in what we're doing, but so much of it is in what he's done for us. So you mm-hmm. look at us and go, I'm, I just love the way I made you. Yeah. You know, I, I love the fact that I redeemed you in your mind now. Right. And there's, there's so much of his pleasure in that. But um, but we have to we have to that second step before we can receive that. So it bounces off. The reason is because when our when these heart chambers get clogged with wounds or with vacuums, uh, disease grows, mm-hmm. and and so it's it's like um, it's like those places become deadened or they become diseased, and so God's Father pleasure, His love or identity comes to, it and it just bounces off of those. And that's why the second step, the first step is awareness. The second step is cleansing, mm-hmm. and so we have to actually cleanse the debris out of our hearts so that there's space to receive God's Father resources in those areas. And in the book, I talk about five common heart diseases that need to be cleansed and walk through just exactly how to do that very practically. How you go through steps of repentance and faith that actually cleanse that. And uh, issues like unforgiveness or issues like unhealed wounds or like lies we've received through, uh, th- through uh, strong father voices in our life, um, idolatry, even ways that we've gone to fill those vacuums apart from God. And all of that can be cleansed with repentance and faith. It's amazing how prayers of repentance and faith can cleanse these areas in our life and then leave us ready to receive God's father resources. Oh, Dave, I wish we could talk longer. There is so much to break down here, but you know that I end every week, every conversation with a go step. 
If there was one thing that you could tell every dad listening to start doing today, if he wants to lead his daughter to draw near to God as her father, what would you tell him? Well, can I, can I do two? Okay, you can do two. <laughs> Give me two. All right. The first thing is to remember these categories of identity, love, pleasure, and place, that these are, are deep needs that your daughter has in her heart, and, uh, and, and be ready to give her resources in those areas. And then the second thing is that you don't just generate those resources on your own, that you think, how does God the Father see my daughter? And then put his words into, voice his words to her. Or how does God the Father take pleasure in my daughter? And how can I be his voice? I think sometimes we try to generate our own father resources rather than channeling and streaming God's father heart, which Mm -hmm. will always be much more powerful than ours. Come on now. Preach it, brother. Well, On Your Mark today has been four ways a father can lead his daughter to draw near to God. You've been hearing from my friend Dave Patty, founder and president of Josiah Venture and author of Father God, Daring to Draw Near. So between today and next Monday, I encourage you to put Dave's challenges into action with your daughters and your sons. As always, you can go to my website at drmichellewatson.com and find free resources. You can also listen again on my website to this program, this interview at drmichellewatson.com or go to the Dad Whisperer podcast on iTunes. Well, I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging you to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's hearts. Go Dads! Go Dads!